and welcome to Resetting Homo Sapiens, a podcast dedicated to resetting our species one button at a time. Today I'm having a conversation with Sofia Dehe, an IE graduate in psychology who recently co-founded Sunrise Coaching, a work-life balance coaching company. Together, we explore the importance of finding balance between our professional and personal lives and some of Sophia's reset buttons. Welcome, Sophia. It is a pleasure to have you here uh, at the Thank Resetting you. Homo Sapiens podcast and welcome, first of all. Thank you very much, Carlota. I know that you like several topics and you're engaged always in different initiatives. So my first question is, um, as co-founder and now coach at Sunrise Coaching, I'm curious about what motivated you uh, to focus on this area of work-life balance. Um, so first, the way it all started with Sunrise Coaching is that I met with um, this other girl who is the founder and who also was in AI, uh, but she did a master in coaching in the University of Amsterdam. And we connected through a completely random way that has nothing to do with work-life balance. Okay. We both love horses. We both love equine therapy. And we were like, okay, let's build a coaching company together. <laughs> and at the first, it was like, trying to find a way to combine coaching with horses, mm -hmm. but like doing it remote because, you know, like we're young, so it's hard to start something physical. So there was like loads of ideas. And then we also realized getting to know ourselves more mm -hmm. that we were both extremely ambitious and extremely hardworking. Mm -hmm. And through this reflection that we did together, we realized that there was not necessarily a dark side, but Um, a site that doesn't necessarily help you from that ambitiousness or from wanting to do good things or wanting to always be productive, which is the idea of balancing out the, the rest and the mm -hmm. productivity. And so I think it was mainly from reflecting in our own experience, in our own personal experience, realizing we also uh, suffered from this idea that, for example, when I rest, mm. I will have those feelings of guilt mm. because I'll be like, no, you know, like I, I, I can't allow myself to rest. You know, I need to, I need to prove people that I'm there. I need to prove people that I have a place in this society. Yeah. And then we stopped for a second and we were like, no one needs to prove yeah. this. You know, it's, you have your own place in the society from the moment you are born. And we, and we need to, to stop thinking that you gotta earn your yeah. space in the yeah. society. And I think a main way for us to get to this notion was through work-life balance mm -hmm. through allowing the space for people to explore their passion in their work but at the same time understand that they already have a space in the society and they they are allowed to reset and rest to be able to move forward so I think that's a little bit how we got into into that field yeah and your words resonate a lot with with my experience and what I see around me The first part of the question is, did you already feel this pressure 
um, for yourself and the others around you in university, this work or study life balance? That's the first part of the question. And then the second part of the question is, mm-hmm. you realize this, this need for more balance, you and your, your partner, and then you became an entrepreneur. So I'm curious about <laughs> your work-life balance journey <laughs> as you became an entrepreneur. So you can answer these two together. That is a very good question. I'm going to answer in a very honest way. <laughs> okay, so, go for it. <laughs> um, the first part of the question, um, yes, I did feel that pressure. But the funny thing about that pressure that I felt in university created it on myself. So for me, I, it, for some reason, once I arrived in university in IE, mm-hmm. it became like, uh, I don't know, a necessity that I had to be the best, that I had to push at 100%. Mm-hmm. And yes, this was fueled by my passion for psychology because sometimes when I was in class, I didn't feel like I was in class. I didn't feel like I was writing essays for hours. I was just flowing. I loved it so much that for me, it was just it was natural, you know, mm-hmm. to just write for eight hours straight an essay for like a final project or something like that. And I love doing more research, more things like it. So there's a side that was fueled by my passion, but there's also a side that I think was fueled by my need to mm-hmm. prove myself and to prove that I'm capable of doing all of this. Yeah. And how could I say it's like, my productivity was my value defines your worth as a human being exactly yeah and i could see this now i can see it from back you know from 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 the future no but like from looking back in the past back then i would i wouldn't realize but now Mm -hmm. i realize that my productivity was uh um how do you say like connected to my value as a human being and so for me resting was extremely hard um I'm not talking about, for example, resting on a Saturday morning and, you know, Mm -hmm. not doing anything and then just rest. No, like taking a holiday or just, you know, Mm -hmm. um, taking a break from that desire. Mm -hmm. It's more that it's taking a break from that desire to be the best was hard Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so moving on to the entrepreneur question. Yeah, let me, before we we go to that, I, I do think let's, I feel like I want to sit in this because um, I share that experience in university and um, I think it wasn't always obvious to me because um, sometimes that happens in a very clear way that you're that someone is really looking for that external validation mm-hmm, to please exactly. others. But in my case, and when you're speaking, it's reminding me of that. Uh, it wasn't that explicit. It was more of that. I um, didn't I for my own self-worth, I, I felt like I needed to do that for myself. It was not to prove something to others or at least consciously mm-hmm. it was more subtle than that yes yeah i completely understand you it's in a way it's like you're trying to find something in the external world mm. to help you uh connect to that self-worth inside of you so mm-hmm. for example i didn't need to prove any anything to my class or to people around me but it's like how do you find your own self-worth inside of you when you know when you for example when you connect inside sometimes it's it's blurry there's no 
how how would I say like it's not concrete you know you have yeah. thoughts you have feelings that pass and it's almost like a cloud and you're trying to surf with that cloud or that wave and perhaps when you're younger it's harder to embrace that idea of blurriness when mm. you connect to yourself of like you don't have anything concrete and so it's almost like like you say it's like channeling through trying to find something in the physical reality that's like you know if you're the best in class it's it's concrete it's like you're first you can't you know it's not blurry it's there you have the position you're first in class mm-hmm. you, you choose that and then you you use it as a as a as a motivator for yourself worth you know mm-hmm. yeah so the second part now <laughs> entrepreneurial so, journey so that that's funny because it also relates about productivity and value and yeah. you know this whole idea of like okay i'm not doing enough during covid fuck 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 what should i do you know and it's like oh let's start a company yeah <laughs> so it's funny it links because you know there's always that side of passion but there's also that side of i need to be productive i need to mm-hmm. to you know do more create more um it, the idea of it's never enough and mm-hmm. it, in a sense it's good because it, it allowed me to build a company which is something you know it's it's not easy it takes months of hard work and it's it's yeah it's it's hard because once you build something you're never really disconnected from it yeah. so you're it's this whole idea of entrepreneur like we're going to go on now right now it's like you're always on yeah because you can't just leave office at 6 p.m. and be like, okay, um, I'll just have my night and I'll come back because I know that once I'm out, other people will be running it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you, everything depends on you. So, so the first months were hard mm-hmm. um, in the sense that maybe the first three months were okay because we took it very slow. Mm-hmm. So every Sunday we would meet for two, three hours on Zoom and we would create the idea. And it was more like a side project. We yeah. were like um, brainstorming like the logos, different things. And it was fun, you know, because I knew that it was only a Sunday work. Yeah. And then once we legalized the company, it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's an everyday work. <laughs> so you're there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And yeah. then sometimes we were also texting on the weekends. And I remember back then we had calls with her and we were like, okay, we, we got to find a way because we're not disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's burning it's not burning us out yet but it's gonna and we're coaches that prevent burnout mm-hmm. so you know we we gotta we gotta do the work on ourselves first before being able to do it with others you know yeah so we sat down and we try to find different things like for example we wouldn't text each other in the weekends um even sometimes personally because it was also at least for me it was hard to determine my professional side to my personal side with her because it's also a friend yeah so for a while we didn't text in the weekends Uh, we switched on slack um so it would be being dishonest to say that we didn't go through that phase ourselves Mm -hmm. and to be honest going through that phase makes it even more valuable the work we're doing now yeah exactly because we understand we know how hard it is. We're not just like coaches that come and be like, okay, we're going to make you a plan for you to not think about work in the weekends and blah, blah, blah. No, mm-hmm. that's fantasy. No, it's like, how can you work around the fact that you are going to think about work in the weekend? But what techniques am I going to give you for you to be able to cope 
with those thoughts mm -hmm. and not act upon it. Mm -hmm. So from experiencing it ourselves in the last few months, we're able to really provide a valuable service in that sense. Yeah. Can you give us perhaps your favorite reset for achieving or aiming to achieve that work-life balance? Okay. So my favorite reset. So <clears throat> I have this whole routine that I love. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, and I'll do it at any time during the day. Okay. It's this whole idea of like, I turn everything off. So like mm -hmm. all my, my laptop, my phone, everything. I start lighting candle. Um, I do a warm green tea or <laughs> like a, a chamomile tea if it's the night. And then I'll put like, you know, there's diffuser of essential oil. Yes. I'll put like incense. I'll, I'll turn basically my room into like a spa <laughs> with all the lightings, everything very relaxed. And I'll just, I have that moment where I just, I smell the, the, the incense. I smell the, I, I look at the, um, the light of the candle. Like I'm very present. I look at every little thing in my room because I dimmed all distractions. There's mm -hmm. almost nothing, you know, to look at. So you, you're drawn back to very little details and then it calms you down and it, it almost resets, you know. And sometimes it's just looking at the ceiling or not necessarily doing something and mm -hmm. that's the important part is sometimes doing nothing is doing something yeah and so it's reminding us of that and that's how it resets mm -hmm. that's a beautiful reset um, <laughs> and from interacting with your clients and the the studies you have conducted what would you say is the thing that seems to work more with other people it's also that reset of just disconnecting from from all technology. What is it in your experience? So from my experience, I think it's first understanding how personalized mm -hmm. everyone's reset is or everyone's ways of acting is. So there's never like a defined, you know, thing that works for everyone. Um, and that's yeah. I think that's how I understood it from the little months of experience. Um so for example, if I work on work-life balance with someone, I'm always going to put myself from their perspective yeah. and their personalized approach. Because for example, if we want to get it a little bit into the, the, how would I say, like the theory, the model behind Sunrise is that, um, so, you know, before COVID or just before the digitalization of a workplace, we had physical boundaries. So we knew when we were working and we knew yeah. when we were not because, you know, you would be in an office mm -hmm. and then you will go out of the office and you'll be like, okay, now I'm jumping into my personal life. And you didn't have, for example, like the emails connected so well on your phone or, you know, WhatsApp works or all of that. You didn't have that. You knew that once you stepped out of those doors, you were out in your personal life. Yeah. The problem is with technology and with merging everything into a virtual world, you're accessible from everywhere. Yeah. So from that loss of physical boundaries, I think the thing that helps people reset is being able to find mental boundaries instead, mm -hmm. but are really personalized to them. So and it could be even the slightest thing. Like, for example, um, I was thinking of an idea for a client is um, buying, um, you know, those paravents. I don't know how to call that. Um, those what those room separators yes yes mm -hmm. those things even the slightest thing like when you're working yeah you will fold that room separator 
mm-hmm. around your around your desk, like you know, to protect yourself from I don't know your kids coming. You will unfold it to protect from your kids coming, from your wife coming or whatever, because you will know and they will know that you're in your workspace. And then once you're done, it's that whole symbolism of closing yes. that word that word room separator, and it's almost like through physical reality, you're able to create a mental boundary that like, okay, I'm in the same space, but I'm done working because I closed this. And it's installing that behavior, that mindset in their Mm -hmm. mind to be able to help them. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm I'm thinking about implementing some of those myself now. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do a coaching session with me. (laughs) Yeah. before um uh, we'll talk a little bit about what sh- what you're doing after uh in the next few mm-hmm. months what would you say this is our last question what would you say that is your personal reset button i know you mentioned the rituals with the incense or the essential oils um for the work life balance and just disconnecting but is there a reset button that you really take as your own whenever you feel like you need to disconnect reset what would be your reset nature, button for sure mm. nature is the first one it's like you're going to walk in the fields or in the forest and you come back a new person each time yeah it cleans you but and nature with animals like if you're for mm-hmm. example if, if i'm with horses in the fields um that would be i think the best recent reset button for me being in a field with horses Hmm. and just feeling them and connecting with them awesome and finally what are you doing in the next few months uh i wanted to (laughs) even though it's not completely related but it is related somehow so let us know what we can make it related if you want yes we can let's try to make it related (laughs) (laughs) because you just asked me what is my biggest reset yeah and i told you field with horses So I'm about to go on the biggest, 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 biggest (laughs) for a few months. In nature too. Yeah. So yeah, my idea is, um, so I'm leaving the 1st of November and I'm going backpacking um, around the world, Mm -hmm. um, depending on COVID. But my idea is to move from one place to another every month. Uh, and while I stay in one place, I'll be working in sustainable farms, in farms that teaches me about permaculture. Um, I'm also choosing farms with horses. So that's <laughs> how it links. Uh, the idea of I can work with them uh, during the day. They teach me a lot about you know how to survive in nature, how to work with nature, how to listen to nature, yeah. uh, which is something I needed a lot after this COVID period, because I did everything online last year and I feel myself, you know, going more into that virtual world and I want to come back to physical reality. And I guess that's my way of being like, okay, um, I'm a productive member of the society, but I'm also a human being on this earth. How do I enhance my relationship with the planet that allows me to breathe in the first place? Mm-hmm. And then we'll see about how I can be well productive for that society we have created after the the existence of our planet so that was my thinking and and so yeah I, I went on those websites that have different farms and I was like okay let's start with Norway <laughs> no idea why yeah just came to me 
I opened my laptop. I went on the farm in Norway. I was like, I want to go there. I booked my tickets and I was like, oh, what if I do this for a few more months, you know, because <laughs> I may really like it. So I guess that's going to be my big reset after COVID, being able to move. And yeah, my idea is staying a little bit up north. And then I'd like to go in South America uh, by January, depending on COVID. Um, going a bit like Ecuador, Peru, Argentina, a bit <laughs> all of this and and do my own path as I go in the next few months. I'm very excited for this. That sounds absolutely beautiful. And I want to use this opportunity to already invite you for the after your journey to share with <laughs> Resetting Homo Sapiens your experiences for sure. With pleasure. I'll come back and tell you all about my reset. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. It was really a pleasure and I wish you all the best luck for this new adventure. Thank you very much. And to you too for resetting Homo sapiens. I forgot to ask, if we want to f to find more about Sunrise Coaching, where can we where can we find you? Of course. So um, we mainly work um, through social media. Our main social media platform is Instagram because we feel like it's the one that allows us to be the closest to our community. Mm -hmm. So um, you can go on Sunrise Coaching in Instagram. Uh, we also have a Facebook and a LinkedIn, but those are less active than Instagram, I guess. And through our website as well. We have a website where we put all the events, the different services and how you can contact us and reach us if you ever want a, a coaching session with either me or Sunny, the founder. Awesome. I'll put all the links in the description of this podcast episode. Thank you. Thank you. Sophia is the co-founder of Sunrise, a work-life balance coaching company. You can find more about her work at sunrisecoaching.com. Resetting Homo Sapiens is Doki Kapianava, Mafalda Curtis de Alfaga, and Carlota Gitch. Our lovely theme music is composed and produced by Nachi, an awesome member of the IE University Music Club. Support for the Resetting Homo Sapiens podcast comes from the IE Center for Health, Wellbeing and Happiness. You can find them on Instagram at IE underscore happiness underscore center. Thank you for listening.